Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Welcome back to Talk for 12. I'm Mel with this three-part series on gospel-shaped decision-making. I hope you'll be empowered by hearing how other women have wrestled with these matters. There are 86,000 seconds in a day, and we know some decisions are split second, so it's mind-boggling to think how many decisions we'll make over a lifetime. Last episode, Corinna took us through some biblical principles for why we should trust in the Lord with all your heart for our decision-making and not lean on your own understanding, Proverbs 3.5. Why? Because while we are saved by grace, we still struggle with sin, And our own understanding means we ultimately seek to put ourselves, not God's purposes, first. This episode, Monica joins me. She's a mum of two school-aged kids. She works part-time and she loves getting involved in Christian ministry. But Monica has learned a thing or two about wise decision-making when it comes to what's on her plate. Hi, Monica. Hello. Glad you could join me. What's your decision-making style? I think the best way I can probably describe it would be it's intentional and yet sometimes still chaotic. I love the theory. I love talking about decision-making, but not always great at actually doing it. Um, I love learning from how other people do things. And I guess realizing that God has continued to grow me from someone who wants to do all the things to working out where I actually fit in each day. Well, you should probably be listening to this podcast, which is all about hearing from women about how they do decision-making in gospel-centred ways. Tell us about what goes on in your week. You have a family, a husband, two school-aged children. What are some of the juggling in life that goes on for you? So I realised that my daughter could listen to this podcast one day. So I want to be careful in how I say that I feel like my parenting journey is not completely typical. I use that word intentionally. My kids have some bonus features, like the extended edition of some movies. There are some things that they find easy, like academics, but there are other aspects of life that are really hard, like peopling or changes in plans and routine. So we have a lot of appointments and most aspects of daily life come with an extra layer of guiding. It's been a really big learning curve growing in doing things very differently And it takes me a lot of energy to be a calm person. So it took me a few years to realize that. And so now I know that I need to have a certain amount of emotional reserves left for the 3 to 9 p.m. part of the day. So what that means is that what I do during the school day matters and that impacts what decisions I make. With all that's going on, your identity is in Christ. Can you give us some examples of where you've decided things based on that identity, that purpose in life? Yeah. So we heard from Karina about big picture things and Sarah will share next about some more big life decisions. So I'm focusing on what are the day to day. And in one sense, following Jesus changes everything. But my daughter would likely ask, well, how does that change how you brush your teeth? So before we start suggesting that she picks a two-minute Jesus song so that she can get the teeth brushed and praise Jesus, I think the question's a valid one because it highlights how I think we can get so distracted by wanting to do the Christian life right that we miss the freedom that we have in Jesus. So Ephesians 2 is probably a really key section for me. For you are saved by grace through faith 
And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. But it doesn't stop there. This is in Ephesians 2, so verse 10 has, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. So I love holding those two things together because we could never get out of bed again and we would be warmly welcomed into eternity all based on what Jesus has done, not what we've done, but what Jesus has done in dying in our place. So that frees me. I don't need to earn God's favor. I'm his child and nothing can separate me from his love. But then the second part is that God wants us to be part of what he's doing in his world, showing people his love and bringing people back to himself. So there's often a big discrepancy between what I want to do and what I can do. And I think I'm not alone in that. And there can be so many reasons for that, whether it's physical health, mental health, our home situations, lots of things. So I needed a bit of a default framework to be able to make quick decisions, because as much as I would love to think deeply and intentionally about absolutely everything, about how I serve God with my life, I also need to sleep. So I needed a question I could ask myself. So far, what I'm working with is, where do I fit in what God is doing in this person's life when it comes to caring for people? And look, sometimes we're not really going to know, but knowing that I can't do everything, my focus first is my immediate family, then my growth group, then Church of Four, then OSC more broadly, then Christians in Orange as my extended spiritual family, and then the Orange community. So Monica, in this decision-making process that you've got there, some people might say that sounds a bit insular, focused on just your immediate family and those sort of people that you're serving the most. For sure. And I think that's something I've wrestled with for a long time because I want to do more. I want to care for lots of people. And look, this isn't a hard and fast, don't ever care for people in the school community or at work. It's more just going in those times when I can't do everything. It's what can I do? So I guess the other bit to mention is I almost forgot to include my immediate family when I was thinking this through. And that actually highlighted for me how sometimes our own households can get the leftovers of our time and energy. And that's something I've really struggled with. The other big question is about evangelism. And it's not saying it's one or the other, but what a beautiful picture of the church Jesus described when he said, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, from John 13. So if every growth group is caring for each other and each congregation for needs beyond that and so on and so on, everyone is loved and supported. And it means that they can then look out together. And I've seen this in my women's growth group, women so diverse in backgrounds, financial situations, health, personalities, that sometimes the only thing we have in common is Jesus. And yet they've deeply loved one another through some really hard times. And this shouts to the world that God is good. So look, that's part of my heart for why I pause before committing to anything and weigh up how my own household is going and also why I prioritize the women in my growth group. When I can't do all the things I want to, the gospel shapes these decisions. Monica, I've really enjoyed hearing about how your decision-making thinking is shaped by the gospel. Can you tell me some ways in which you practically apply that? I think the big growth area for me is to pray first. So for that to become more of a default setting, then we have a thing that Liam and I like to plan the weekend and plan the week. So it's just really helpful to actually stop and think about what can we actually 
fit into a weekend apart from all the things I think I can. And planning the week is something I sometimes do on my own where I just look at the week ahead and think what can move and what realistically can happen and just making plans from that and leaving space around the edges. A few phrases I find helpful, pausing before saying yes, and if people can be a bit impulsive like me, sometimes adding when do you need to know by just gives me a chance to actually stop and think about it a bit more. Then when you need to say no, here's some phrases I like. That sounds great, but I really need to prioritize some other things at the moment. The other one is this week is at capacity, which is different to full because for me, that means if I add that thing in, then it will be full and I know I can't run at full. The other one is I don't have the mental or emotional space right now, which doesn't mean I don't have time. It just means I can't handle adding that in and that's okay too. Monica, it's been an absolute joy to hear from you today. Thanks so much. Wasn't it fabulous to hear Monica's very real and honest sharing of the way she approaches the choices she faces every day, those day in, day out, work, church, family, juggling acts, many of us also do. Next episode in Talk for 12, I'm speaking to Sarah about her decisions that have led her in the Middle East to serve God, firstly as a single woman and now again with a husband and young son in tow. Hope you can join me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.